What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hustle and Grind podcast. My name is Jason Hartwell, and I'm here with Pickle Cutters and Ryan Chadbourne Knife Works, a.k.a. Pickle and Coakley Dokley. What up, guys? How are we doing, everybody? Yeah, we're back for round two. <laughs> oh, you guys, I was going to say, what? Well, this is Ryan's third show, not second show. Now, yeah, no. Now technically we, fourth now. <laughs> Yeah, Pickle has uh, had a pretty busy week, so he wasn't able to record yesterday on a normal day. So uh, me and Ryan decided to try to wing it without him, and that went to shit. So here it is Monday, and this will come out in the morning. Karma, bitches. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, it was my, a good show, too. It was going good. Yeah, my, you guys were talking shit about me the whole time, I'm sure, and that's why I didn't record. <laughs> now, we were talking about your... Uh, your hunting trip of the North American French cougar. <laughs> How is a cougar a cougar if she's younger than me? Well, you're no spring chicken, Bubba. <laughs> yeah, well, she's still in her 30s, so is that still considered a yeah. cougar? Two-legged yeah, white tail. If you're over 30, you're a cougar. Well, then that's what it is. <laughs> I had a good hunting weekend. <laughs> I thought a cougar was a, a younger dude going after an older chick. I've done that before. Yeah, I mean, we've all been there, but I thought that was yeah, a, a yeah. cougar. I thought that's what a cougar, like when younger, like a hot older lady has a younger dude. I thought that was the definition of cougar, but. I didn't I think it relied on who the male was. I figured it was like women of a certain age. And then once you get over like the cougar age, you're a gilf. Yeah, because you had children and they had children. Yeah. Yeah, but like, that's, that's like, like a milf. Mother, everyone wants to fuck. Like it, you <laughs> can't be a milf without a kid. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter how old you are. Right, because you're not a mother. You have to have a kid. Yeah, yeah. A trophy. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I'm married. Yeah. I don't have to think about this shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you been up to, Pickle? You you ghosted the world for a week or so, and now you're Dude, back. It felt so good. <laughs> Tell us about your trip and what you did. Yeah, no, I was uh, just hanging out. Took a few days away from the shop. You know, I did a little bit here and there in between whatever, but. uh yeah, I took off, uh, we decided Saturday night, it was like 10 o'clock, it's like, let's take off tomorrow morning real early and go snowboarding out of town. So uh, we packed everything up real early and took off and went away, got back last night, and had a blast. It was a great day out in the mountain, felt good to get out of the province too. You know, I haven't been anywhere since two years, so. Well, that's good. <laughs> like, yeah, like literally was able to leave and go somewhere and do things, and it's like, ooh, yay. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good weekend. Well, well, that's your Sunday. What about the week before? Because we really don't know. <laughs> like, we've got a group chat going on. It's been the Jason and Ryan chat. We don't know what the hell's going on with Pickle. Yeah, I don't no, know if just you just don't want to be our friend anymore or what, you know? <laughs> we were just hanging out, having good times, and fucking went out to dinner on Wednesday night and all that shit. She's got a jacuzzi, so we hung out on that for a couple rounds here and there. That actually felt really, really good for my body. Like, yeah my back and my shoulders and my neck are really appreciating it right now. And it's like, I'm thinking about investing in one. Is, <laughs> is it outside? Like, yeah, it's outside. And it was like really nice. Like with the snow, there's one day it was just snowing out and it was amazing. I've seen those on TV where it's like snowy and cold as hell, but they're in a hot tub. Yeah. yeah, dude, The water was so literally a hundred degrees. Yeah. Like just chilling out there and it was like 20 below zero and you don't feel it. So yeah, it was great. And like I said, it does the body good. Like, real good. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you had a good time. Oh, yeah. What have you guys been up to since I've been gone? (laughs) Oh. Oh. Jason's got mic trouble. 
Yes. Well, I've been, uh, I cranked out that raffle blade after I broke the first one. Yeah. And I got that going. I got 18 spots left. If anybody wants to hop in on that, 15 bucks a spot. Um, I got two knives I got to finish, and then I got to douche out my shop before I start a six-piece set. So, because I got stuff everywhere in there. You know, like you start going on orders and like just like trash or whatever just accumulates on every workbench in the entire shop. And (laughs) yeah. Yep. Yep. True story. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. I cleaned my shop yesterday, and it's funny because I look at it when it's clean. And it looks so good. And I tell myself, like, okay, this time, when you're finished with this, that, whatever, just put it back where it goes. <laughs> you know, after you use a paper towel, just throw it away. But it won't take long. There's going to be crap everywhere. A pile of paper towels in the corner of the benches when the trash can's, like, right there. Yep. It's easy to, to jump. I've got a up. full trash bin under the the bench mm-hmm. and I got a full garbage bag next to it <laughs> <laughs> on the ground. And, uh, when I walked in there this morning, I thought it was cleaner than that. And I was like, Oh, look at that. I got to pick shit up in here because I'm trying to do that pick up as you go thing too. Yeah. And like you said, it doesn't always work. There's, there's like a bunch of paper towels and all kinds of things everywhere. Yep. I've been saving on trash bags since I put a wood stove out there. Cause if it's like old sandpaper, paper towels, whatever, if it's burnable, it goes in the wood stove <laughs> and it's gone. Yeah. Reusable. Yep. There you go. Multi-use. Yep. Well, what about you, Ryan? You got your raffle going on. You got an order yep. coming up. Anything else special happening? This feels no. kind of weird because me and Ryan did this yesterday. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so now it's it's like, you know, I already know the questions or the answers to these questions, but. It's like Groundhog Day. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're here for our listeners. We love you guys. And uh, we're making sure you get a show. Yeah. I got that raffle going. I'm really happy with how that knife came out. I mean, the second blade came out better than the first one. So it was almost worth breaking it, you know. Yeah. A uh, buddy of mine with a TIG welder is going to weld the tag back on, and I'll use it in my kitchen. You know, That's I don't nice. want to send out a knife with a welded tag, but I will definitely use one in my own kitchen. Oh, hell yeah. I won one off a raffle that I'm going to use in the kitchen here from uh, Kevin Charbonneau, KC Knives, KC Knife Work, something like that. Nice. But, uh, yeah, I won that on a raffle, picked up three spots. It was like three for 20, I think, or something. And uh, I put one of my numbers was my birthday. The 29th, and uh, he pulled 29. Nice. Yeah. I went with your route, how you assign random numbers. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't want to deal with everybody. I want number seven. I want number 13. You know what I mean? Because those yeah. are always the ones people choose. And then. Is this number left? Is this that? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't want a spot because the number I want's not there. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Just random numbers. Yeah, I, I wrote them all out on a sheet, and when somebody puts in for a raffle ticket, I just I don't even look. I'm like, eh, that one's going there, this one's going here, this one's going here. I no. do them in order as I go down. Oh, do you? If you take three spots, you got one, two, three. Next guy gets two, he gets four or five, you know? Yeah, I spread them all out. Yeah. Well, every, what, everybody's got a lucky number, but if you're doing that random.org, you know, a true random draw, it doesn't matter at all. It's, yeah, look yeah. numbers, superstition. Yeah, stupid stition. <laughs> yeah, they never won me nothing. That's I want, for sure. I want a cutting board from Derek from Alden. That's the only thing I've ever won on any of those giveaways or stuff like that. It was pretty neat. I want, 
I won an apron from Clockwork Industrial, and I did a bunch of her raffles trying to get an apron. And uh, the one that I won, I had her pick the number. Oh, nice! So she every, winning number. Yeah, every every one before that, I was like, "Oh, I want this number. Or give me those three or whatever." And then the one that I finally won, I only bought one spot, and I said, "You pick my number." And that was it. That's crazy. Yes, the first raffle I ever did, uh, the one that Ben Butler won, yep. he, he bought a spot, and he told me to pick the number. So I looked at the list. And number one was still available. So I was like, well, if, you know, if people were going to do that, this was my first raffle. I didn't know if maybe everybody was going to do that. Skip on number one. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't know if everybody just say, you pick it, you know. So okay, I, yeah, I yeah. just figured in my head, I'll just go in order, you know, fill them up. I put him down for number one and he won it. <laughs> nice. Yep. Your winner. How long has your raffle been going on, Pickle? I put that up Saturday evening. Okay, so yeah, two two days, yeah, same as mine. Yeah, just about yeah, two days. Yeah, I don't know. I just randomly did it. I was sitting there and you know I hadn't posted anything in a couple of days, and I had that laying around, and I wasn't home, so I was like, oh, gotta post something, I guess. So I posted a a waffle. Yep. But I had to get those pieces of equipment I need. You know, like I can't swing five hundred bucks for a VFD, and I need a seven inch wheel, and it's two hundred bucks for a seven inch wheel. You know what I mean? So I was like. What can I, how can I do this? Well, I got this knife I finished. We'll do a raffle. Might as well. And then that way the wife don't know about it. <laughs> it all goes into PayPal. So that, that way it's legit. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask y'all a question. Both of y'all built your own grinders. Yeah. I did yep. it. So some of the stuff that y'all talk about, I just don't know. You know, I'm rocking that Broadbeck 2 by 72 It's a bad son of a bitch. But it's got a five inch drive wheel on it. Actually, it's like with the tape measure, it's about four and a half, I think. What's the benefit of having that seven inch wheel compared to the one I have? Higher speeds. The bigger your drive wheel, the faster your belt's going to run. The faster your belt runs, the better it is for ceramics. You'll get longer longevity out of your blades, uh, out of yeah. your uh, belts. Sorry. Ceramics want to be run fast and hard. So yeah. if uh, the bigger your belt, they're the bigger your wheel, the faster your belt goes, like Pickle said. So you can actually like really get the most out of your ceramic belts. Um, if you don't, you're pretty much like throwing half the belt away. Yeah, like if you notice, like say take a fresh ceramic, <clears throat> excuse me, take a fresh ceramic belt and uh, run it slow throughout the process. You'll, you'll see it get duller rather than get sharper as you go. Yeah. Well, not necessarily sharper, but like, you know, cut down the grains and keep things sharp. Is where you're going slower. You're rounding off those grains. Is full. If that's what you want to say, but like what I've noticed from using belts over the time, is that some belts seem to get dull if ran at lower speeds. Yep. So and, you're telling me that when I've got the BFD turned all the way up to eleven, and that some bitch is just screaming. If I put a bigger wheel on there, it'll go even faster. Oh, yep. she'll be screaming like an eagle. Mm-hmm. Really. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess that makes get, sense because, you know, the way y'all are explaining it, I'm thinking about my drill press because it's five speeds and it's got the step pulleys on each end. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, that makes sense. That's why some people that don't have VFDs do step pulley setups for their uh, grinders. Yeah, my, yeah. my first tube of 72 had the three-speed step pulley system. Yeah, same same uh, concept is just that now you got a fixed drive wheel and a VFD. So if you want to get the most out of those belts and, you know, 
as much speed as you can out of that motor. Well, the bigger the drive wheel, you know, you put a 10 inch drive wheel on there, you're going fucking ape shit. <laughs> it's not going to, it won't increase your RPM. You're always going to get the 3,600 or whatever, but yeah. it increases your feet per minute. Yeah. Per minute. Or, if that, is it? Yeah. The, the yeah. SFPM. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I used to pay a lot of attention to those, uh, home built grinder pages on Facebook before I got my grinder just trying to learn about it. But then I got one and just, I don't pay attention anymore. <laughs> I take, I think for, for me too, I think it's going to be a big benefit because I do all my grinding post heat treat, you know, other than profiling and whatever, just to get my blank shaped out. I don't do any grinding before my heat treat. So I'm sure I go through belts a lot faster than some guys who put half their bevels in before. Yeah. You know, and that too, I, th- I think some like the 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 VSM Acurox there, those I think actually work better on hardened blades than soft blades, like soft steel. I find like the they they're more. Uh, I think they're just designed for harder steels. Period. And when it comes to softer material or unhardened steel, it kind of clogs the belt up a bit. Yeah, I've heard that about the Act. How do you say Actorocks? Actorocks? Yeah, Actorocks, rocks, I think. Yeah. I can't. Whenever I, I'm like looking for belts and I come across those, I'm like, holy shit, 16 bucks a belt. It like, I'm like, oh, I want one. I want to try them. But then I just can't swing it. That's like three other belts. Yeah. You know? but if you're getting 10, 12 blades out of one belt, then it's rather than yeah. four or five. Yeah. You know, when I first started using them, uh, I did the test as long as I could. And I'm sure I could have gotten more blades out of it. I was up to nine. But then when I built my second revolution, uh, I had to round off my pillar posts for the the pivot, you know, when Mm -hmm. you you lay it down horizontally. And uh, I took that to the grinder with my used 36 Actorox belt. And uh, I caught like, I caught the inside of the tubing or whatever. And it just blew that belt up. I had it up at 11 and that belt jumped at me right in the face. (laughs) Smacked me on the chest and left a bruise, everything. Yeah. It was like I was right up on it, pushing on it, and then it just blew up like literally all over the place. That that sucks. No, it was actually pretty interesting. It was fun. The rush was <laughs> the rush was great. I bet. <laughs> and same when that damn bearing blew up on me and bearing parts and belt pieces went everywhere. Makes you feel alive, right? Yeah, it does. It scared the dog shit out of you, but five seconds later you're like, Whoa, that was fucking cool. Yeah. We shatter bearings on purpose at work all the time. Like if they're stuck on a shaft, we'll take the air hammer and shatter the race. And I couldn't tell you how many times like my coworkers have done it at me. And then an hour later, I'm like, why in the hell is the side of my arm bleeding? And I've got all these little chunks of bearings stuck in my arm that I didn't even know were there. I mean, when them bearings go, they, they can make quite the mess. You work with some assholes, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're talking about that picture I sent you guys this morning? Yeah. Yeah. So I cleaned up all that cardboard, and I just, like, dumped it in the dumpster. And I didn't, like, nice, neatly lay it in there, and they started giving me shit about it. And I was like, fuck you guys. Next time I'll just work around the shit, make you clean it up. (laughs) For everybody listening, I work at a small engine shop. I went into work this morning. I hadn't been in since Friday. And I had probably a six foot tall stack of cardboard laying all over the place in my bay. I couldn't even get to my workbench and I didn't leave it there when I left. So whatever. Yeah. Fuckers. Fuckers. 
Well, yeah. What about you, Jay? What do you got going on? No, oh, man, it's been a crazy wild ride of a week for me, man. Worked on a couple of knives. I'm really liking using this new microphone. I can kind of lean back a little bit. <laughs> I got my feet propped up on a trash can. But uh, I got a couple of knives sent out. I got some finger bangers sent out and got some pretty good kind of promotion off of those. And uh, one finger banger with the guy got it. He's like, man, pictures don't do it justice. How much for a full-size kitchen knife? So I got another nice. order out of that. Nice. nice. So that's real good. But, uh, yeah, man, just trying to keep on rocking and rolling, trying to keep my head above the water. That's it. Keep yeah, you got shouted out on the work for it for them finger bangers. I I missed it this week. I'll have to go and check that out. I've been behind on podcasts. I've had so many other things going on. It's yeah, on the – um, I don't know what Neil's last name is, the Maximus Knives episode. Um, I think it's like two-thirds of the way in when they start going over the WFI projects. Oh, okay. I bet all of my shit's on that WFI projects thing because I just copy and paste my hashtags. Yeah. And oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I was just yarning, man. <laughs> it's been a long week. <laughs> it's only Monday. Yeah. yeah. I had a bunch of shit to take care of this morning, too. I had to get that raffle up to date. Take, uh, had to do, I did that giveaway because that's been awake, a week. So uh, I did that Instagram 1,000 follower giveaway, which I'm up uh, 1,070 right now. Uh, then, uh, I shipped out some knives and shipped out that giveaway. Yeah. I caught you on the live this morning with the B cone for just, I, I was only able to look at it for a couple of minutes, but yeah, he it wanted was, to jump in. So I let him jump in. I was like, Hey, while you're here, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all yeah, watch I, this. I hopped in right at the end. Yeah, you did. I saw that. What are you drinking, Ryan? Diet Dr. Pepper. Ooh. Yummy. Yummer. Yeah, I was out at Do the... you know what kind of Dr. Uh, Dr. Pepper was? A was physician? That? Yes, he was. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. He sure is. That's our very own dad joke. There you go. <laughs> the one and only. It's never going to happen again. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. We don't like to copy other podcasts. No, we would never yeah. do such a thing, ever. We're not thieves or flea bags. Stop copying <laughs> podcasts, Jay. <laughs> I had the button first. He had a real tuba. Yeah. Oh, but, did he really? Yeah. Yeah, he was literally doing that with a real tuba, and sometimes it was just great because there was like a, he'd have to do it twice because it would just fail. It'd be like, <laughs> Yeah, oh, fuck it up every now and then. Yeah. I could just imagine trying to play the tuba or the trombone. Is it the tuba or the trombone he plays? I don't know. I have no idea. He looks like, he looks like a tuba guy. Yeah, I think it was. A, I don't know. No, it's one the, the trombone's the one that you could make it sound like a race car, right? Yeah. That fucking thing. I think, I'm not sure. I think it's. The oh, trombone. yeah, yeah. The slider thing. Yeah, yeah that's the trombone. Yeah, Tuba's the big one you carry. And yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's not that. It's not that. Yeah, it's not a tuba, no, because I don't picture him sitting in this room with a tuba for a podcast. <laughs> That'd be funny as shit, though. Yeah, would. I saw a video the other day that cracked me up. I had one of the trombones with the slider thing. Yeah. And it was this kid, probably 
I was 16, whatever. And his mom was a midget in a wheelchair. And he's full size. But he kept fucking with her. Like she came around the corner. hilarious. Oh, have you seen it before? Yeah, he does videos all the time. He, yeah, I follow them. Okay, yeah, that was funny as shit. He was making it sound like a race car when she was on her little jazzy chair going down the road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So besides that, what's the weather like? Is it warming up out there, uh, Brian? Uh, today it was like 25, and then the next two days it's going to be in the 40s again. And it's then we're about the same here too. Yeah, we're supposed to get more snow at the end of the week. I didn't check for snow yet, but I know like today was really, really nice and warmish, not cold. Like I was literally walking around with a t-shirt, doing my things with a t-shirt. Uh, but that's me. I'm like a polar bear. But um, like Wednesday, I think it's supposed to be like 32 degrees here. Uh, it was just crazy for February. Like it's just not normal. Like that's. Crazy warm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is we don't get that kind of temperature till like late March usually. Oh damn, yeah, it's like yeah, we're gonna be in the forties all week, I guess. The whole week here too is supposed to be like low thirties to mid thirties, and then gets colder over the weekend again. But it's still just weird. Yeah, all the snow came off the roof of my house, so everything I snowblowed on each side of the house is all covered in snow again. <laughs> It's the never-ending story. Yeah, it is. What about if you got one of them uh, weed burner things? You know what I mean? And just walk around with a torch. Just melt that shit. Let it Dude, run Google how many people have burned their houses down using them fucking things to melt ice off their steps. <laughs> like it, it happens like quite a few a year. Well, I wasn't you thinking see? steps. I was kind of more thinking the driveway, sidewalk type deal. Yeah, I saw one guy with a fucking flamethrower doing that on a video like just literally torching his driveway towards the road and it was just like water running down the yard but it was snow before <laughs> yeah i guess that could be dangerous if it's that cold huh it'd make ice pretty quick mm-hmm. well yeah that too hmm. but there's places yeah. like uh down in moncton here like where i went for my birthday down those next to the wizards like a four or four or five hour drive from here uh they got something like i think it's almost let me think real quick for like uh, they got almost two feet of snow. Damn, yeah. that's a good dump. Yeah, and wicked bad wind drifts. Like my friend's door. Like you see how you got your three window pans behind mm-hmm. you on your door. Well, he had snow up to the middle one. Nice. And I've seen a lot of videos and pictures of people down there with their their doors just literally buried in snow. Our, Our old house, was- where we lived before this house, the way the porch was set up, all the snow drifts would blow right onto the front door. Yep. So so there were times like I had to grab the shovel and go out the back door and walk around the house to dig out the front door because you couldn't open it. Yeah. I remember one time I, I was uh, staying at my ex's for a month while she was away for uh, for a month on vacation. And, uh, and, uh, and there's a winter. It was January. She always used to leave for January because she's a cop and she hates cold weather. So she didn't want to be running around outside in January and would just leave. Anyways, long story short, I get up to go to work in the morning and I can't get out of the house because the the storm door is still installed and that thing pushes out and uh, I couldn't get out. So I had to take the <laughs> windows and sliders out of the storm door to be able to push the snow out of my way yeah. and crawl out and then shovel the door out and go back in and get ready for work. <laughs> yep. Man, I'm glad we don't have those kind of things here. 
Yeah, That's the great. benefits of living in the north. I feel lucky when I hear you guys talk about the weather. Like today here, it's I think it was around forty one, but the feels like temperature was thirty five. But it's been raining all day, so it's just like miserable as shit. But yeah, to me, days. that sucks. But when I hear y'all, I'm like, man, I, I wouldn't <laughs> trade. <laughs> Pickle can attest to it. I mean, when it jumps from negative 20 Fahrenheit to 40 degrees within a couple of days, that 40 degree day, I mean, you're out there in a t-shirt like this. Is, spring is on the way, boys. Like, <laughs> this is nice. I went to the shop when I got back today. Yeah, I did get back today. But, uh. I don't. I have a hard time remembering what day we are now. But anyways, I got back today and uh, I went to the shop. I had my hoodie on, and the first thing I did, I was like, "Ooh, turn the heat down in there." And I hung up my hoodie, and I was like, "All right, <laughs> toast it." Yeah. I'm. I'm trying to think about what we talked about yesterday that we hadn't hit yet today. Uh, we talked about insurance fraud. Um, we talked about my wood stove in my shop being way more efficient of a heat source than the propane. Right, right, yeah. Um, That's good. That's saving you a ton of money, too. It is saving me a ton oh, of money. On propane like, and trash bags. Yeah, well, like the propane, I mean, I'm on my fifth or sixth tank of propane this winter at 75 bucks a tank. And the wood is free because I burn pallets from work. And, like, Friday night, I was cranking out that raffle blade and by the time I left the shop at 10 30, 11 o'clock at night, it was 80 degrees out there during a snowstorm. Nice. Like yeah. I had taken my hoodie off. I was sweating. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I mean, yeah, every, every 15, 20 minutes, I got to go throw a couple pieces in the stove, but whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, comfort it, is yeah. all about comfort, man. If you're comfortable working, you get work done. So yeah. Yeah. yeah it's hard to be creative when your fingers are frozen. Yeah. <laughs> and like, the propane moating is forced hot air. So as it'll bring the garage up to temperature, but as soon as it's up to temp, it shuts off and it instantly starts to cool down. Whereas the wood stove is hot and it's always radiating heat. You yeah. Can't- the stove itself is radiating a bunch of heat. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. What is that sound I'm hearing right now? It sounds like it sounds a- like the water running underneath Ryan's shop again. Yeah, it does. <laughs> no, it's my furnace. Oh, there it goes. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Oh, he oh. muted himself. He <laughs> <Okay>. muted it. <laughs> I thought he was trying to pull some Charlie Chaplin shit on us. There. Yeah. I guess he turned it <laughs> off. I was like, damn, he didn't have to turn his heat off. <laughs> I know, right? Like, hey, turn the heat off. Yeah. Uh, Let me see. So, uh, oh, we talked about my truck yesterday, too. No, oh, what's up with your truck? Oh, she gone. Whoa, what's up with the going? Yeah, so... uh Gary V inspires me a little bit here and there. Gary V's a character, right? Oh yeah. You either love him or you hate him. And what kind of character is he? Like a cartoon character or person or Oh, you're not familiar with Gary V? Absolutely not. Okay, so he's like a he's an entrepreneur, but he's like one of the motivational speaker type guys. Okay. And uh, he does like a lot of keynote speeches at colleges and big business forums and stuff like that. So I listen to a lot of that kind of stuff just most of the time for background noise. But it's pretty interesting. And I've heard him make comments a million times like, don't buy dumb shit. Don't be flashy. You know, if you want to be successful, if you're making 40 grand a year, you cannot afford a half million dollar house. It, you just don't have the money. You know, you can yeah. make the payments, but you're not going to, you know, you're going to go into more debt. Yeah. And he's made a lot of comments about people buying expensive cars just for the hood ornament. 
You know what I mean? They wanted to say Mercedes or BMW because it's a status symbol. So I got to thinking about it, man. And times are so fucking hard down here right now for me. I mean, I'm just barely getting by. So I said, well, fuck. My wife has a vehicle. I work from home. My shop's in my backyard. Yeah. So I just said, fuck it, man. I took the truck back. And mm-hmm. uh, so we're down to one vehicle. But I drove myself here. You know what I mean? We coordinate with her work schedule. And yeah. if I've got something to do, I can take her and drop her off and go back and get her. If I don't, if I'm just working in the shop, which is the case most days, she can just take her ass to work and come on home. Yeah. You know? So get yourself a beater. That's the plan. That's the plan. We're going to go hit up the auction on Wednesday and, uh, you know, just see what they got for a thousand bucks or something, two grand. And just just get something to get back and forth that's paid for. Yeah. Because then I can save money on it. You you don't have to worry about rust like me and Pickle do. Mm. You know, I mean, you buy rust buckets up here when you're buying used vehicles. So, Mm yeah. Yeah. I mean, salt in the road and. They literally rot out from underneath you. The thing like, we have to worry about here a lot is flooded vehicles. Okay. Yeah. Ones that have been in, like, the hurricanes and stuff, you know, because they'll flood, like, New, New Orleans. When it floods, everything's underwater. But when the shit dries out, you know, they'll put a good detail job on them vehicles, and they'll try to pass them. But, yeah. you know, yeah. you never really know. I wouldn't be surprised. For everybody out there, if if they like motivational speakers, Gary Vee's a good one. Another one that I really like is Les Brown, Mamie Brown's baby boy. I don't know if you've ever heard him. Yeah, oh, yeah. but he, you should check him out. Les Brown, L E S. That's he's a good dude. Yeah, I listen to a bunch of. What's the uh, Dan Pena? <laughs> if you want to just crack up in an old man. He, He's my favorite, man. Dan Pena is a savage. Yeah, dude. Like, I, I watched this one where he was talking to a whole group of people who paid him hundreds of dollars to come motivationally speak for them, and he's like, every one of you is a fucking idiot. And he's just, like, cussing yeah. them out, and he's he's like, you're all losers. That's why you're here listening to me. And, like, I'm like, damn, dude. Pump Bro. the brakes, Dan Pena. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a bad son of a bitch, dude. Yeah. But I guess he's earned his way, right? He's got to yeah. be 70s. I mean, I would guess. He's a billionaire with oh, a yeah. B. With a B. Yeah. But uh, speaking of giving my truck back and all that kind of stuff and struggling like a motherfucker, this podcast getting expensive too, especially since I'm a retard and I was in here for an hour yesterday and didn't have nothing come out of it. That's still an hour in here. So uh, I want to shout out our patrons while we're on, on this little section. Do it up. And we'll start with the OGs, and we'll go to the newest ones from there. We got 12 of them now. Yeah. So we got Donnie Dulovich, KnifeMaterial.at, Aru Works, Brigham Kendale, Mark LeBlanc, Mark Vanderwerf, Richard Beck, The T Family, that's uh, Todd Harrington, Dennis Tyrell, Brad Claire, Zachary Sowell, and Maritime Knife Supplies now on board with us. They're our newest one. Nice. So, yeah, guys, if you like the show and you feel like you want to hook us up a little bit and try to keep it going, it's not going anywhere, but we have we talked about the idea of cutting back to biweekly and all these other things. So if you want to help us out, we sure would appreciate it, and that's how you do it. If not, we love you anyway. Yeah, we appreciate you all. Yep. All of you. You know what else we talked about yesterday that Pickle can jump in on? What's that? 
Humpty Dumpty barbecue chips. Woo! <laughs> God, though, mighty shit. For everybody listening, Pickle and I are up in northern New England. <laughs> I'm in Maine, and he's in New Brunswick. And around here, we've got Humpty Dumpty chips, whoopie pies, um, Alan's coffee brandy, but I didn't send Jason any of that. But I did send him some peanut butter whoopie pies and some different types of Humpty Dumpty chips. And how do you feel about them barbecue ones? They're the best chips I ever put in my mouth. Right. I'm telling you, that we got some chips down here called Uncle Ray's. And they're just like a, a gas station brand. You know what I mean? Just small bags, but they got a ton of flavor. But it's they're the super thin chips, like the original Lay's. Them Humpty Dumpty's got that same flavor, but they're a little thicker. But they're not as thick as like a, a Ridges or a Ruffles or something like that. They're like just a mm-hmm. perfect crunch and delicious. They're all gone, by the way. So, uh, oh, did you try them in a sandwich? Fuck no, I was out of I was out of chips before I before my brain let me go there. They're oh, gone. Man, you make a nice like <laughs> ham Italian, turkey Italian, something like that, and you put a pile of them chips in there. Mm. Oh, so good. Yeah, I'm gonna just need some ties more of those. it together. And he That's said something uh, you've never done. You could just throw Doritos in there too. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like Doritos. He tried they were all dressed ones too, but didn't you say Katie uh it was an acquired taste? She had to eat a couple bags before she started to like the all dressed ones. Yeah, well the, <laughs> the kids were eating on them, so she was walking by, you know, picking out of their bags all day. And she finally started to like them. I wasn't a fan of them well, the first time I tried them. So uh, you know, I'm the type of person if something ain't no good, like squid, you know what I mean? I tried squid before. It was nasty as shit. So next time I got in a restaurant and they had squid, it was cooked a completely different way. So I tried it again, and it was still nasty as shit. But those chips, they're the same. Like, they're not cooked any different. So, you know, one time was all I really needed. <laughs> yeah. For the listeners, Humpty Dumpty makes a chip called All Dressed, and it's every one of their flavors in one chip. So a lot of companies have those out here in Canada, though. Like a lot of chip brands, they have all dress chips. Like Ruffles have their all dress, and everybody's got their own all dress recipe now. Yeah, I have to. I've never noticed them here. I have to look around and see, but I've never uh, really. Dude, you didn't send him any ketchup chips. No, I bought. I wanted to send him the small bags because the small bags are always seasoned better than the big bags, for sure. sure. And I didn't, I wanted him to have like a variety that like he, you know, you open a bag of chips and then if the kids leave it open, it's stale and you only got a fucking handful of chips out of it. Yeah. So I, I sent him all those like little travel size bag ones. Um, but you know, there's always more. So yeah. I knew you'd love them barbecue chips. I've never met a person on planet earth that didn't like Humpty Dumpty barbecue chips. Yeah, the only time I didn't like Humpty Dumpty barbecue chips is when they changed their recipe before changing it back to the original recipe. Yeah. I told Jay about yeah. that yesterday. Like yeah. they, they got so many complaints that they switched cause it was a main company and then a Canadian company bought them and changed the recipe. And then people stopped buying the chips because people bought them because of what they taste like. And so they had to switch it back. I literally don't buy the Humpty Dumpties in Canada at all. Like, if I'm going to buy a bag of barbecue chips, I'd rather wait and go to Spain and get them there because it's not the same recipe here. Oh, it's not? No, the Humpty uh, Dumpties here are, like, the ones that they when they change the recipe in the main, that's what we got here. That's uh, weird because on the bags that he sent me, it says product of Canada. Yeah, but yeah. they just changed. They probably run two different recipes. I don't know why they don't make the ones here 
they kept the original recipe for whatever they had going on here in Canada, tried incorporating that to the States and that didn't work. So hmm, I went weird. back to the original main recipe for that end of things and they kept ours, their end of it, I guess. I don't know. They're not the There's- same. They're so good. And to our listeners, if anybody's listening who doesn't know anybody in Maine that can send them some of these chips, there's a website called boxofmaine.com where you can go on there and order red hot dogs. You can order boxes of chips, like whoopie pies. You can literally send them an email and they will send you something like, let's say you wanted something from Maine that they didn't offer on their website that was specifically a Maine thing. They will go out, purchase it, and send it to you. So, nice. Yeah, I thought you was fixing to open up a can of worms. Why? Because you said if anybody doesn't have someone who can send it to them, I thought you were fixing to volunteer yourself. (laughs) Fuck no, Jesus Christ! Everybody, call Ryan. He'll get you whatever you want. Yeah, I will. You're going to pay for it, though. I tell you what, my time is expensive. There you go. That's where a $2 bag of chip becomes $5 bag of chip. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Plus shipping, handling, and time. Do you so. guys have, uh, Ryan, do you guys have ploys in your neck of Maine? Ploys? What's a ploy? It's a, like a it's like a dinner kind. I don't want to say pancake because they're not fucking pancakes. You don't flip, don't flip them. Yeah. Huh? You don't flip a ploy. Never. Get your ass How do you that. know what a ploy is? Because I've heard you rant about flipping a ploy before. I don't know what the fuck a ploy uh-huh. is. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's buckwheat flour and water pretty much is what it is. You look so like concerned. Like, how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, what, do you guys have ploys down there? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's buckwheat flour pretty much and just water. And, and they mix it up and then just put it on a cast iron plate and let it bubble up. And then once it's bubbly, then you just take it off the plate and it's cooked. Like a crepe? Kind of like, yeah. It's a dinner, not not like a, a crepe. You mean like a pancake crepe? or yeah. It's more like a dinner pancake. It's not thick or anything like that. It's really, really thin. You put either you could put butter on it with a little bit of like brown sugar or molasses or and you just roll it up and it's something you would eat like with a stew or, you know, like a traditional northern meal. But it's no, only I'm not familiar with them. Yeah, it's only like a this like you go down it's only this neck of the woods really. Like you, you go anywhere in Quebec, like ten minutes from here, they don't even know what the fuck those are. Uh it's more like a Fort Kent than like the the Bereno, as they call it, I guess. It's like, you know how there's the Cajuns and all that? Well, our branch of whatever you want to call them, that was our thing. I guess it was the survival food back then, and there was a bunch of buckwheat fields and this and that. So they made some dinner pancakes, crepes, whatever, out of it. And they're actually pretty good. And it's a, you know, it's, you got to live here to eat it thing. Yeah, there's some of those around here, like blood pudding. Which yeah. is this? Which is fucking disgusting. But you know, like yeah, I've seen that. We have that up here too. Yeah, yeah I think it that comes over from like the Irish immigrants in the famine days. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like, you gotta so, yeah. you gotta make every part of the animal count. So they yeah, make they, pudding out of the blood. They make pudding out of the blood and they stuff it inside the intestine skin. <laughs> Dude, it's nasty, Fuck. but it's actually I've had it, and it's actually not that bad. Dude, the so the Chadborns, like you know how I used the Swan for my logo, and that was our wax stamp in the 1600s. Yep. Well, the Chadborn family had a cookbook, and my aunt made me a copy of the Chadborn family cookbook, and th- it was like th- generationally, so it starts in the 1600s, and then generationally it goes up, you know, through the 1700s, 1800s to modern times. 
And some of the ingredients that they used back in the day in them recipes is fucking nasty. <laughs> We're talking like ground up cow tongue, like blood, oh, yeah. like, oh. Yeah, but like, like back then they would eat everything and anything, like like pig feet. They yep. would eat pig feet, pickled pig feet, pickled pig tongue, pickled everything, the brains, the eyes, testicles, bull fucking nuts and everything. They eat it. All of that shit that you just named is on the grocery store shelves here. Oh, really? If you go <laughs> no to the shit. right grocery store, pig's feet, yeah. pig's ears, noses. Yeah, you'll get them in the grocery store here too, though. Yeah, so you'll find them. But, but you, not, you like, got to go I, to kind of the, the lower end side of town to find all that kind of stuff. I wouldn't even want to try pig's feet. Just the fact that they walk around in their own shit no, all day. There's not enough bleach to Whoa. take all that shit off of there. Not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nothing not enough of anything would make me want to eat that i've tried cow's tongue before i had a i think it's called a lingua something like that taco mm-hmm. it was a, a cow's tongue taco and it wasn't it tasted good but it had a really strange texture it was al- I bet. almost I bet. mushy like liver uh, like a tennis ball no you try chewing on a tennis ball no nothing like no. that no, it was kind of like you ever ate liver. I don't like liver, but it's got like that kind uh, of. I've never mush. really, really said yeah. I've tried liver. No, I can't say I have. Yeah, it's not have. not good. You're not missing much. I get the gout. I'm not supposed to eat organ meat. Mm-hmm. Organ meat. Yeah, I or guess organ meat organ. makes it worse. What a organ. tongue count as an organ? Tongue. Yeah. Yep. Tongue, liver, heart. Any of that stuff, I'm not supposed to eat it. Butthole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't eat the butthole. Yeah, don't eat the butthole. <laughs> There's some people that do eat I mean, uh, buttholes from certain animals. <laughs> Unless the cougar asks you to, and then you can. Yeah, you just do it like on the Discovery Channel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you ever see a cougar run in the snow? <laughs> yeah. No, it was a good good adventure. Yeah, no, we had a good time. Uh, Well, that's good. Is we're a local chick? We're recording, right? Yeah, we are. I think so. Are we recording today? Well, this is the point we got to yesterday when when we were like, uh. (laughs) I think we were about another 15 minutes in yesterday. I'm only at 42 minutes on the board. Okay. Yeah, no. when I saw that yesterday, I was like, "What's that?" And then you guys were like, "Yeah, that's how long we recorded." I was like, "Ooh, karma!" Yeah, <laughs> like, that's what you get for not waiting. <laughs> I was gonna impersonate you in the intro, and then I was like, eh, "If he wanted to get shouted out, he would have been here." Yeah. <laughs> I got back in. It was like rolling on nine last night when I came back to town. Yeah. By the time we got back, got everything unpacked and got changed up, jumped in the jacuzzi for about half an hour, and then went straight to bed. Fucking beat. So is this is this looking to be serious? Is she gonna be Mrs. Pickleist Tobin? I ain't getting married, dude. <laughs> and how can something be now? You don't know me that well, Ryan. Uh, it could take me three years before I say somebody would be like, Yeah, I like you. <laughs> but some people it could be, you know, you, you just click or you don't, you know, and uh me and her will so far a lot in common and you know, it's just fun, a lot of laughing and times and nothing serious like no seriousness about life there you know it's just like it's one life you live it you enjoy it and well she's kind of got the same uh, mindset as i do with shit like that so i guess it's a it's an interesting uh meet if you want to say there you go 
So I knew my wife in high school. I was, but be- I was literally best friends with her younger brother. Yeah. And, uh, she always thought I was weird. And then, uh, no. so like I'd, I'd fuck with him and I'd, we'd, we'd like go and see her. Like I'd see her at his house and I'd be like, dude, I'm totally going to smash your sister. One of these days, just, <laughs> just you wait. And then we ended up getting married fucking 20 years later. No shit. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so now you've been smashing his sister. <laughs> I'm sure by now you've already made the comment. Told you. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right on. So pickles, that chick that you're banging, I mean, uh, seeing if she, <laughs> Hey, this is a podcast. That slipped right on out of there, dude. That was not planned. Uh, is she local to you? Yeah. She's like about 50 minutes away from me. You say 50, 15. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Quarter hour. Well, good deal, man. Happy for you. Yeah, no, it's uh, like I said, she got two kids. They're pretty cool too. They're nine and 12 going on 13, 10 and 13 going on. Yeah. Uh, you going to give her a fresh one? No. Hell no. No baby deals. <laughs> but uh, no, her shop shut down anyways. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. It's interesting. Now the whole world's going to know about my fucking weekend. That's <laughs> <laughs> Try not to get into details here. Well, there's only like 11 people that listen to this thing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> 12, you I guess. Like, you mean more like 11 countries and fucking. Now it's like 30 fucking countries now. I didn't even know there were that many countries that spoke English, honestly. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe some of them speak cat and they're cat lovers. Uh, so you guys turned me on to the analytics Maybe. on Instagram. Oh great! I had to I had to switch to a creator account, so then I start looking through like all my followers, and because it'll tell you what like what cities you have the most followers from. Obviously, Bangor, Maine's number one. Number two is like Wargigistan, Pakistan. I got Wazarzabard. That's what it is, Wazarzabard. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go check mine now. I was like, <laughs> what the list. fuck? Yeah, I got Wazarzabard. I guess that's where all the bots are based out of. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Like that, like the one that hacked our live feed last the, week. I, dude, I couldn't believe that. Have we brought that I up on the getting, podcast? No, I don't think we did. I keep on getting this guy that comes in with a weird name on my live feeds on Instagram. It's like NL or whatever and something whatever, and he just says hi, and then he says Iran, and then I keep on asking him, "What'd you run from?" Because <laughs> <laughs> that's literally all he says is Iran. Yeah. Like he's either from Iran and he's trying to tell me, or he's running. And still running and been running because he's been on my life. He's like three or four times lately. And, uh, yeah. So we were doing a live stream. It was me and Ryan and Todd. Yeah. Todd Harrington. Yeah. And, uh, I was busy as shit. I was trying to get an order ready. I was making a sheath. That's what it was. Yeah. Cause I had to ship out the next morning. So me and Ryan were on it and Todd jumped in. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know, the two of them got to talking. I started the live, so I can't jump out of it. So I just muted it. Right. I went to the bandsaw. I went to the drill press. I had my back to the camera grinding, you know, polishing the edges of the sheath. Yep. And I turned around and got to a point where I was going to unmute the mic. And I clicked on the, the unmute and I stood there for maybe, I don't know, 10 seconds. And all of a sudden we got four, four people in the live. And Todd or Ryan one was like, Hey, who's coming in with us? I'm like, fuck, I don't know. I didn't, no one, like no one sent a request. I didn't approve anything. There was no request to approve. It came up just as black square. No no video at all. He said, I am Pakistan. 
where are you? I was like, what the fuck? And yeah, we're, we're trying to get an answer out of him. We're like, how the fuck do you get in this live feed? You have to be allowed in, you know, yeah. you put in a request and then whoever started it chooses yes or no. He never even put in a, a request and he's like, I am Pakistan. Where are you? And that's all he kept saying. And then uh, Todd <laughs> blocked him and, Jesus. But I've seen that same guy but in I couldn't figure two out how to of our him. live feeds since then. And that's probably the same guy that's our buddy's friend from Iran. I couldn't it figure was, out how to kick him out. Because I got Wazi Rabab. No, Wazi Rabad. Wazi Rabad is 3.2% of my uh, city following there. Maybe we should all take a trip there someday. Wazarzabard. Wazarzabard. I'm going to get a t-shirt made that says I'm huge in Wazarzabard. It was our bar Speaking of shirts, uh, I talked to a buddy at the print shop today for my shirts, and the only thing holding up my shirts right now is them waiting on one damn hoodie. Oh, because okay. I had okay. every other size hoodie that I didn't want, and I just wanted to get myself a hoodie in extra large. And uh, yeah, he didn't have any on hand. And I wish you would have told me that before, because before him waiting for one, I would have went out to the store and bought a blank one and brought it to him. Yeah. Because he's been waiting for that to get one run done because he's silk screening my shirts. Yeah. So, you know, he doesn't want to get set up for one hoodie once that comes in and that's coming in tomorrow, supposedly. So should have been here today, but that snowstorm fucked everything up. This shirt that I'm wearing, that reminds me of just going out to the store and getting a blank one. This shirt I got on right now. Yeah, it's just a Hanes sweatshirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it at Walmart for six bucks. Yep. And Katie made a comment last night. She's like, "You need to go get you a few more of those." I was like, "Yeah, I already did. I, I think I got three of them now." But for six dollars, dude, it's comfortable <laughs> as shit, and it's actually very warm. Yeah. But uh, I think uh, Ryan just knocked his dick on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> he jerking off over there. Ryan. Did you really? Did you hear that? Yeah, I barely. I barely bumped it. Uh, My bad. My bad, everybody. Sensitive. I'll get a little, not as hard, and maybe you won't bump it. (laughs) Sorry, man. I was gifted. Right. I don't know what to tell you. I've I've been married twice, so I guess I'm doing something okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay, yeah. (laughs) So does that mean I haven't been doing shit because I've been engaged twice, never married? No. I'm a wife three. I don't know where I'm at in the scale. You're fucked. fucked. Yeah, I know a guy who's been engaged three times, and all three of the women passed away. Ooh, while they were engaged. Yeah, did he quit quit dating because he's like killing people? Yeah, 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 it (laughs) fucked him up like pretty bad. I bet. (laughs) One one died in a car accident. One died of cancer, and I think the third one OD'd. Oh, at least it wasn't in bed. At least there's a cancer in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because car accident and OD, you know, you can cut a brake line or spike a milkshake. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of people dying, I don't know what the fuck's going on up here. But, like, literally over the weekend, like, since Friday, I think I've seen, like, 10 obituaries of local people go through Facebook. And, like, everybody's father and mother and grandfather and grandmothers are dying. I was like, holy shit. Weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy. Like, literally, like... 10 or even more. It's almost scary. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking we've literally covered everything on this podcast. On this one podcast. Chips, insurance, sex, death, cougars. pregnancy, cougars, Knives. dick size. 
We could talk about compets. Knives. Yeah. Whatever that like pancake yeah, thing was Pickle was talking about. Yeah. You know what we haven't talked about though? We talked about waffles. Woody wax. Ooh, Woody Wax. Which is what I finished that raffle handle in. And that stuff looks amazing. It's just legit for real. It smells good, too. I even put it on my Joe Rogan tattoo. And I put it on my hand the other day. I was in the shop, and it's pretty much healed. But when it gets real cold and dry, you know, like the edges, it still kind of wants to, yeah, just that dry skin. Yeah. So I was doing a blade, and I had it on my finger already. So I just rubbed it on there. I was like, man, that's pretty damn cool. I wonder if that stuff works in bed. I wouldn't put it there. <laughs> Maybe get a batch without the clove oil in it. Yeah, well, yeah. it's it's awfully thick. No, it's you don't thick. want any clogs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, that Woody Wax is. He's got the things now. I've got some, and I sent my first one out a couple days ago. So he's doing half ounce tins. You know, the the normal size is two ounce, so it's like the size of a dip can. Mm -hmm. So he's got these half-ounce tins. They're, I don't know, maybe a hair over an inch around. And it's, you know, a quarter of the regular size. But he's getting them in black, and he's laser engraving a maker's logo on the top of it. Ooh. So that way. You charge him for those. Four for 20 bucks. So $5 a piece. And then when you send a knife out, you can send out some woody wax with it. Like, hey, this is how you take care of your knife because it's good for the blade finish and the handle. You know, if the handle starts getting dull, rub some of that shit on there. It looks new as day one. Yeah. You keep keep it on your blade while you're storing it. No rust. Ain't got to worry about no patina. You're going to get patina anyway. It's not a patina proofer for sure. But you know what I mean? It's It's good for customer care. It makes it easy for them to know exactly what to put on it. Plus, it's something else laying around their house with your logo on it. Am I the only one that melts the wax into the handle? Uh, I don't do that. It would be best to heat the handle up a little bit before applying the wax as a woodworking trick. In my woodworking experiences over this, you know, decades of woodworking I've done, you know, a couple decades of woodworking, uh, when I'm either turning on the lathe or whatever, I'll just, you know, get that going, the piece of wood going and hold the rag to it, a dry rag to heat up my wood. And then I get the rag hot, I get the wood hot, and then I get the wax, the beeswax onto the rag. And then I start, you know, getting it on the piece that I'm working, rubbing it on as it's spinning and getting everything nice and hot. And that way you get, you know, real deep penetration of that wax. Yeah. Because the heat's opening up your pores, you know. Well, I rub my finger in it until... It's not, it doesn't turn to a liquid, but I guess the yeah. heat, heat from my finger softens yeah. it up a bit, and then I put it on. I've never actually heated it into the wood, though. Well, the wood itself, like I said, if you say, like, heat the wood up a bit, like, take a t- torch, put the flame really, really low, not a map torch. It's like a regular little, like, uh, camp propane tank there. But would it would it make the same difference on stabilized wood since it's impregnated with the resin? There shouldn't uh, be any pores left. If it's impregnated with resin and all that, no. No, but if you're working with natural woods, right. like gay and whatever, tiger wood, or, you know, woods that don't necessarily need to be stabilized, uh, like I said, uh, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't know. Like, obviously, yes, it makes just sense that the stabilized wood would make no difference to me because all those pores and everything are impregnated with resin, like you said. Right. 
you know, like if I were to take a piece of Wenge and stabilize it compared to a piece of unstabilized Wenge. Not much difference. I, I'm not getting that much wax into that stabilized piece, I'm pretty sure, compared to unstabilized because Wenge is very porous. Mm. As much as it's hard and whatever, you know, but it is porous. Uh, no, that makes sense. I don't think yes. stabilized, it makes a difference. You're just going higher grits and buffing to get a glossier finish, I guess. And, yeah, I so I'll submerge my handles in mineral oil, like pure mineral oil, like what you put on a cutting board. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then um, I'll pull them out. I'll let it sit on the handle for a while, probably an hour or so, and then I'll wipe it clean, let it dry. Then I'll put the wax on super heavy, hit it with a heat gun to melt the wax all over it, let it sit in for another hour, and then I'll wipe that off and hit it on a clean buffing wheel. And it seems to come out pretty good. I could be like way overthinking it and adding way too many fucking steps that don't need to be there, but that's just how I do it. Yeah. Um, the last couple that I've done, I have just sanded it, got it up to at least 800, depending on the material. But not, well, they've all been 800 because I've only done, I think, three, and they've all just been stabilized wood. But um, I get done sanding and I take my my blower nozzle from my compressor. And just blow all the dust off. And then I take a rag with some acetone on it. But some, I, ass. some acetone. <laughs> Not a fat acetone ass. <laughs> but uh, I, I put some acetone on the rag, but then I wait uh, maybe 10 seconds or so before I, I rub it down. Because I don't want it wet. You know, and acetone evaporates super fast on its own. Yeah, I just do that to get any kind of dust that the compressor might have left behind. Yep. And then just hit it with that woody wax and let it haze up maybe two or three minutes. And then so you know what I think is going to be happening with all these with a uh, microfiber towel. You know what I think is going to be happening with all these waxes and shit? What's that? Everybody and their mother is going to start making them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're going to start giving them out, you know, and eventually one of them is going to take a bite from it. You know, like Axe Wax has been the, you know, the, the spot in the spotlight for the past year, say. Right. Well, like I said, everybody and their mother has been talking about all these other different waxes, obviously, because there's all these other people making waxes now, too. You know, like, they're on the wax bandwagon going on right now. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Axe Wax is the big dogs, and I w- I've never used that. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of high-level people using it, and I will never talk bad about that. Yeah. I just feel like I use it. Woody Wax is a more affordable alternative for yeah. the same, if not a superior result. Yeah. I really wanted to try Axe Wax. I really did. I just, uh, you know, I mean, it's 30 bucks a fucking tin. So they kind of price themselves into competition. Right. You know what I mean? And then the woody wax comes up. I guarantee you that it's probably the exact same recipe. You know, I don't know. I don't know if they put clove in, in the axe wax, but it's wax. It's beeswax, mineral oil. And then uh, they add clove oil for a little nice scent. And well, uh, that's also an antimicrobial. Yeah. So, yeah. Keep shit from growing. I'm thinking about making pickle wax. (laughs) Pickle wax. (laughs) Yeah, it's gonna be green. There you go. Yeah, I'm gonna make some green. Put some like green dye in it. Go for it. They need something north of the border. Yeah, yeah. That's that's probably actually a good idea. (laughs) So, what are you playing with, pickle? You're you're playing with a knife here. It's not a PK knife. No, it's a uh, Ontario Knife Company uh, Rat One, older. So it's one of my pocket knives. Gotcha. Yeah. 
I just got knives laying around everywhere. So there's literally lives on, knives on my dresser. There's about like five knives and three multi-tools in my car. Uh, my top drawer and my my tool chest has got about 10 folders in there as well, too. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got a big uh, Pelican case that's full of folders. Those are my higher-end folders, if you want to say, not my beaters. The beaters, they're laying around everywhere. It's like I'd lost one of them for a while. And like, like literally a year and, um, I found it when it came back to the second year, well, the year after when it came time for harvest, marijuana harvest. And, um, I had done all that in the, like I'd done set up, <clears throat> excuse me, I'd set up all everything in the attic to get it drying. Cause I got the room to hang everything in there. So, uh, the knife had been laying in there for a year and I only found it when I went back the year after to get some trimming done and hanging in there again. And I was like, Oh, there it is. Nice. <laughs> you know, and it's a knife that you can't really lose because it's Hunter orange scales on the folder. Oh uh, yeah. You know, and as soon as I walked back up in the attic, I was like, Oh, there it is. There she <laughs> blows. Yeah. Speaking of uh gross season, I think it was Lando, but it might've been Justin from Forgeside chat said that you and I pickles should do an episode about that type of broccoli. The devil's lettuce. Yeah, the devil's lettuce. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm down with it. Let's do a fucking Cheech and Chong episode. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I said, like, you know, it's legal where you and I live. It's super illegal where Jason lives. So it, It's barely uh, frowned upon here. I mean, textbook, yeah, it's illegal, but... It's not socially. You guys don't care, but the actual laws themselves could get you yeah. landed in jail. They sure. got so much of this uh, Delta Nine stuff, Delta Eight, yep. whatever that looks yep. and smells just like fucking weed. It is weed, and yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can go into hell. The pawn shop guy sells it. Yeah. I mean, he's got fucking cookie jars full of all different kinds of it. I mean, it's not, if it's you not can, spice, is it? No, it's uh, not the spice. The Delta Nine shit is. It's. I don't know how to explain it. The way he explained it to me was, it had it's under a certain level of THC. Ah, uh, okay. But uh, it's still weed. Whatever the percentage is, yeah. Because like right. you can buy uh, flour, like nugget weed or whatever, in the dispensaries here. That's twenty four, twenty five percent THC. That's what they call them here. Is flowers. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's the flower of the plant. Yeah. Of the female plant. The, the male plant doesn't produce flowers. Yeah. I don't know nothing about all that. It produces seed pods and then it, yeah, it fucks everything up. Yeah. Pollinates your female plants and then those turn and they start growing seeds too. Yep. And like a lot of female plants, if they were never exposed to a male, will still drop one or two seeds on the whole plant. And it's like a, a nature's mechanism yeah. for against extinction. Yeah. So like a our plants, let's shit a seed out. Yeah. So like our plants this year, I, I grew two plants to completion and I got about a pound off each plant and both of them, down at the very bottoms of each stock was one individual seed in a pod. And you could literally see it and just pick it off. And that's the plant's natural reaction to uh, the not going extinct. Yeah. Cause when it's, go- when it's gone into flowering mode, uh, you got to cut the light. Like say, well, say if it's naturally grown outside, well, the days get shorter, right? Well, the plant's telling itself that it's dying. So she needs to reproduce, you know, get ready and whatever, because this is the end. Yeah. And uh, I got to keep this going. This is what she says, and that's what she does. She'll pop a seed out or two, and then you know it's 
what are those plants called that people grow and they regrow every year? Perennials? No, not perennials. Annuals. Annuals. Or whatever, yeah. yeah. But it's kind of like that, I guess, you know, you could say, because it's their natural form of reproducing. And that's why it's the male and the female plant, you know, the if the male plant is near a female plant, you'll get thousands of seed in that female plant. And, and the then, plant's worthless. Yeah, you it's know. worthless, yeah. That's like weed back in the 90s. Yeah. No, yeah. even actually earlier than that. Either that or Mexican brickweed. Dude, we found <laughs> yeah, a scorpion. Oh, yeah, man. We uh, The brown bud. Yeah, the brown bud. And we found a scorpion pressed into a brick of weed one time back in the day. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I've seen some some solid well, I guess I can't even talk right now because some crazy shit and some brick weed as well too, like like wrapping materials and shit like that just pressed into the brick. <laughs> yeah, like back in the day, the Mexican cartel factories bricking this weed up and distributing it here, they didn't give a shit. They'd run the whole plant through the machine and it would just make yeah. it, you know, a pound of weed that should be, you know, nine inches by twelve inches in a gallon baggie is you know two inches by four inches by you know they make it into a brick yep and then you peel that fucker apart <clears throat> it's disgusting it give you a headache oh yeah <laughs> Dude, it's so nasty i don't miss those connecticut days at all yeah you're picking up four ounces for like a hundred bucks <laughs> yeah smoking a joint you hear the seeds pop yep nasty sounds like hard times back in the day <laughs> Nowadays, if you find seed, like a seed in your dispensary weed, you can bring it back and exchange it. Really? Oh, they don't do that shit here. If you got a problem with the weed you got at the dispensary, you got to contact the LP and deal with them. (laughs) Oh, hell no. Nothing, yeah. No. I've heard a lot of people complaining about, you know, like getting shorted on containers of flour and shit like that here, just like getting like some not so good stuff or brown and like smells like dirt basement or whatever just nasty weed it happens you know mm-hmm. but uh they've tried you know getting in touch with the store itself and they're like nope you call the number on the fucking jar and uh, without any success have i ever heard anybody of getting a refund or getting you know like a gift card or another drug or anything you know it's like, yeah see the growers here are pretty much anonymous and then the dispensary themselves takes the brunt so like yeah. For instance, my wife went out and she got some the other day from a dispensary because we like to mix it up. You know, we've got the stuff that I grew. I call it the snickle fritz and then we'll make we'll mix good stuff in with it. But like she brought home an eighth and it was one giant nug and I pulled it out of the jar and it was all light burned. You know, when they let them get too close to the lights on an indoor grow, it burns them. I was like, you got you got to take that shit back. So she took it back, showed them and they, they gave her a different one. It happens. It I mean, it won't we've had here. no, no, but uh, we do have like a Indian reserve here, and they uh, like there's three pot shops that popped up out of nowhere over the holidays, and there's another one, like a third one that just opened up the other day here in town by the reserve, and uh, like there's one, the first one that opened up, uh, Malice Heat Pot Stop, uh, is uh, the manager's. One of my good friends that I went to high school with and we graduated together, her and her boyfriend are running the shop for this other guy, Carl. But anyways, like, they hook me up when I go there. <laughs> like, the government-ran dispensaries, they don't hook you up. They rip you off, you know. Yeah. And I go to the one on the res, and I, when I went to Moncton for my birthday, like, Vicky knew, 
and it was my birthday, you know, obviously Facebook and all that. And she's like, oh, happy birthday. And she throws me a five pack of pre-rolls. And uh, then she opens up these gummies and she's like, take a few of these, you know, try these ones out. These are the new ones we got. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, shit, thanks. Freebies. Nice. Uh, and that's happened more than once. Like one time they literally opened up a pack of edibles in the store and they're like, try these ones. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty laid back. You could actually put your face in the jars and smell the herbs and everything, like the flower, because like at the government-ran dispensaries, everything's sealed off in a a white or black container, and you can't even see the flower. You can't yeah. smell the flower. You can't touch the flower. You know, I like to squish it. I like to smell it. I like to crack it open. You know, like I'm a weed connoisseur. <laughs> I've been, you know, for 29 years now. Well, so, you know what you want, you know? I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You need to know how dense it is. The denser it is, the better it'll break up in your grinder if that's what yep. you use. You yeah. know what I mean? There's like a, it's not just, a, there's a science to it. No, no. And there's, there's a lot of, uh, what would you call it, preferences? Like I prefer mm-hmm. would be a preference, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry, pardon my French dumbass, but yeah, uh, I prefer, you know, a crunchy bud, dense and crunchy. I don't like the smushy, fresh stuff as much. Yeah, I don't either because I roll it. So it, yeah, it's the same thing too. Is I roll everything, and I find also the uh, the dense and crunchier stuff has got more taste to it. I find than the fresher flower. I don't know, the fresh burn just doesn't taste the same to me compared to a properly cured burn. Yeah, Jay's like sitting there like Buddha right now. I was like, I have no clue what you're talking about, guys. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> See, we just did that weed episode right there. There it is. <laughs> And with that, I think we can call it a show. We've hit our hour and some mark. We've hit our high. Yeah, we've we've hit the high for the for the day. Yeah. So, guys, thanks for listening. And you guys got anything else before I end it? You good? Uh, no. Check out our waffles. Me and Ryan both got a waffle going on. Uh, yep. For those who don't know what waffles are, I guess on the podcast we could say the actual word because uh, I doubt. Spotify and all them prohibit oh, no, no. raffle. So uh, yeah, we got raffles going on for nice. Uh, I got a eight and a half inch, twenty five layer Damascus with some burlap micarta handle scales and black with white pins. If you want to check that out, go on my pickle cutters page, either Facebook or Instagram. The information's all up there. And Ryan, what about yours? Mine's a nine and a half inch AEBL stainless Gaudo. That's a diamond grind. And I've got purple Manitoba maple and green dyed stabilized hemp wood for the handle. And I got 18 spots left at 15 bucks a spot. So if you want something, hop and on. I got like 16 spots left, but I haven't checked any of that in the past hour. So it might be less, but check it out. This is going to be aired tomorrow. So chances are spots will still be available for sure. Yep, yep, absolutely. It'll, it'll be out within hours from now. So yeah, so uh, yeah, check out those pages. Uh, payment information is all up on mine. I don't know about Ryan's. I didn't really get a chance to check that out. I've been yeah, out my it's phone, my so. email for my PayPal, so okay. it's right on my post. Right on. Same with yeah. mine. If you're from the states whatsoever, PayPal. If you're in Canada, electronic money transfers work. I prefer those. So and. I am shipping to the U.S. or Canada, so if you are Canadian, you can get in on this. So, yes, sir. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Huh? Sounds good to me. Sounds, Sounds good. good to you. My dogs are getting restless. 
You hear him? Can you hear him? Yeah, I heard him a couple of times. Yeah, it's yeah. not got dark at your house. I think he was saying he had to pee. There he goes. Yeah, that's what he yeah. just said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All, right, right, guys. All right, guys. It was a good one. Yep. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening, guys. Keep on hustling and keep on grinding. Peace out. Bye. Goodbye, 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 goodbye. 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 Cool, that went good. <laughs>